John's Gospel gives us an opportunity to consider Jesus' call to the disciples to serve in his ministry, and I'm absolutely delighted that we are welcoming the Reverend Jan Rushton to become part of the church family at St Jude's today, part of Jesus' ministry in Hampstead Garden suburb. This call to serve can sometimes come in unexpected ways, and I'm profoundly grateful that Jan has heard God's call to St Jude's and responded to it. So many of the stories of Jesus' life are told through the lens of his relationship with others. And thinking about my welcome to Jan today, I'm very much drawn back to a time when I was nervously walking down a road in West Hampstead to meet the person who had been given the task of being my DDO, Diocesan Director of Ordnance. Little did I know that that first meeting with Jan would be the beginning of a friendship that has been hugely influential in my path to ordained ministry. Jan has been a trusted friend and mentor since the first time I entered her flat and was gobsmacked by her enormous library. Some might use the words hoarder of books, but not I. She has championed many people on their journey to Christ and brings us enormous experience and enthusiasm for the spiritual development of others. Like Nathaniel, my mind was changed, not persuaded, that God had my discernment to the priesthood in hand, through clear signalling and glorious intention. God had given me the right person at the right time to help lead me to the altar. Through Jan, God eased my nervousness and asked me firmly, yet tenderly, to follow. In many ways, my call to ordained ministry was revealed to me by Jan's deep faith and joy in helping others to discover the full breadth of their faith and their relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I am often struck by how easily the disbeliever can become a believer given the right time and the right environment. However, belief comes as a gift and rarely a persuasion. And we see that here in John's Gospel when Nathaniel's encounter with Jesus turns him from cynic to devotee in a few words. Nathaniel's response to Jesus' quip is that he grasps that Jesus is not only divine, but has fulfilled Jacob's prophecy to punch a hole between earth and heaven, creating the ladder that all God's people are invited to journey upon. However, in this moment, I think we also witness something else. We see the authority of Jesus and we hear his command to slow down, be less reactionary, and to think and engage more deeply in what Douglas Adams would describe as life, the universe and everything. We are not all as perceptive as Nathaniel. Some people need that extra bit of reassurance. They need to see an obvious big showy miracle, while others can accept that Jesus is the Messiah. They see the miracle almost instinctively, without having to see the show. How do some people develop these tools of perception, whilst others remain cool and difficult to convince? Some would call it naivety, And very often, people of faith are accused of being gullible, simple and easily led. I wonder where you fall on that spectrum. I wonder where I do. 
I heard someone say the other day that they were neither a glass half full person nor a glass half empty person. They were just someone who was simply happy to have a glass. And I think that is what we should all be seeking in our faith lives and in our calling to serve God and others. We can learn through the practice of prayer and contemplative work to see the glory of God in the little things in life in nature, in the arts, in children, and even in the dark corners and despair of our world. It can be hard won. Faith, belief, they involve taking huge risks in life. They involve letting go of dearly held ideas, things that we cling on to, the comfort blankets of our lives. They involve sticking your head above the parapet, getting your hands dirty, and quite often long periods of extreme boredom. But we are not here to be entertained. God is not required to put on a show for us, although of course God in God's outrageous generosity and love for us often does. In the glorious sunset, in the emerging of springtime, in the gift of music, and if we've learned anything in recent years, it's that we can't rely on the material lives that we have all invested so much in. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Well, we all know that good does come out of heartbreaking situations. It's just that when we are in the middle of a storm, it's very difficult to perceive the good that will come of the experience. We are so focused on survival. In the story of the breaking of the seal, we are reminded that our relationship with Christ is the very tool we need to aid the breaking down and revealing of self that so many of us seek. That return to perfection and reflection. Perhaps in our lifetimes we'll never truly break the fortresses we build up around us, never truly break the seal, but perhaps at the very least we can learn to shine through the cracks remembering Jesus breaks it for us. For when we have stripped away all those things, what is left? Well, in an empty glass, there's always something. There's still the word. There is God. Always God. And should we choose to look closely at ourselves, naked and without the normal trappings and distractions of life, we might just hear the voice of God. We might Just see the person that God has made us to be, the one that is utterly loved. My dear friend Jan, I am so pleased that you are here with us at this time in this place. And St Jude's, if you think last year was a great year, in the words of Christ, our Lord and Saviour, you will see greater things than these.